The stories in this book have been told and retold, cherished and revered by literally billions of people over thousands of years. People have devoted their entire lives to studying this book. There are hundreds of thousands of commentaries on it. And many people believe that this book had to have been written by God. The Torah, what's so special about it? Why is it so mesmerizing? And how has it managed to capture the human imagination for millennia? I'm David Kasher, a rabbi at Ikar in Los Angeles, and together we're going to study the weekly Torah portion of the Parsha and figure out why the Torah really is the best book ever. Forty years in the desert? Really? In this week's Parsha, God deals out what is arguably the harshest punishment in the whole Torah. Your carcasses will drop in this desert. While your children will roam the desert for 40 years, suffering for your faithlessness until the last of your carcasses is down in the desert. Yikes. And for what? Why does God decide that the very people that God has just freed will now be left to die in the desert. Well, it's because they sent scouts out to bring back a report about the land of Israel, and the scouts came back and said some good stuff about it, but also said that the inhabitants that they saw there looked like some pretty formidable opponents. So the people started freaking out, crying, and wishing they could just go back to Egypt. So for that lack of faith in the promised land, they are doomed to wander in the desert until they die. Am I the only one that feels like this is a little bit of an overreaction? 40 years in the desert for not being braver? What, are we not allowed to feel scared? Oh, and did I mention that initially God actually wanted to just kill them all until Moses stepped in and begged for mercy? Oh, and did I mention that God was the one who asked them to send the scouts in the first place? Yeah. But, okay, you know what? I'll let it be. It seems a little unfair to me, but I'll just suck it up and accept it because, hey, it's God, and I guess God knows what God's doing. But then, this is the part that I really can't take. The people tried to make things right, and God just wouldn't let them. After Moses tells the people about their terrible punishment, they say, We are prepared to go up to the place that the Lord has spoken of, for we were wrong. Chatanu. Well, I I'm impressed. Look at how immediately they've taken God's disappointment to heart and are now trying to correct their ways. Now, I wasn't even so sure that their crime was so great. And now look, here they are willing to take the blame and do what God wants. Surely God will appreciate this quick turnaround. Nope. Moses responds by telling them that they are transgressing the Lord's command and they cannot go to Israel now. Do not go up, he says, lest you be routed by your enemies, for the Lord is not in your midst. Ein Hashem bekir bechem. But they are so determined, they charge up anyway. Wow, look at their enthusiasm. Look at their repentance. Look at their commitment. Look at them get crushed by the enemy. They are overwhelmed by the Amalekites and the Canaanites, who deal them a shattering blow, v'yakum v'yaktum, and they are ultimately defeated, which 
need I remind you, is exactly what they were worried would happen in the first place. But this is so frustrating. Why wouldn't God support their attempt to learn from their mistakes? Aren't we always able to repent? And why was God so furious with them to begin with for fears that turn out to be totally justified? Okay, the obvious answer is provided by the Ibn Ezra, the great wandering Jew from 11th century Spain, one of our most famous commentators. He writes, Havarat pi Hashem ein The defiance of God's word can have no success. In other words, it's too late. This would have been great if it had come just a little earlier, but now God has already said that they're punished, and so they can't change their fate. Their curse to wander in the desert is now like an order that must be followed. But again, what about repentance? All the great authorities agree that repentance is always possible for any transgression. That's a fundamental Jewish belief. Well, another commentator from medieval Spain, the Abarbanel, answers this concern by concluding that they did not fully repent. Lo asu Because they should have said to Moses, pray for your servants for we have sinned against God. But instead, they trusted in their power and strength that they would be able to force their way in. They did not choose God in this, and therefore, they did not succeed in their attempts. So, maybe they weren't fully sincere in their confession of guilt. Maybe they were just trying to avoid God's punishment by barging into the land that God had now put off limits. This wasn't their attempt to please God, but to defy God. And that's how most of the commentators understand this scene. It was a willful disregard of God's punishment based on a belief that they could somehow overpower God's will and seize back their rightful claim to the land. These raiders, the Ma'apilim we call them, are not seen as sincere penitents, but as rebels. There is, however, one commentary I read that has a very different spin on this whole episode. One of the great commentators of the 19th century, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, whom we call the Nitziv, was a Talmudic master and the head of a famous yeshiva in Volozhin, but he also wrote a commentary on the Torah called Ha'emek Davar that is now regarded as one of the masterpieces of the Parshanut genre. Then it seems to have a little more sympathy for at least some of those who charged up the mountain. Many of these raiders, he says, were people of faith, and they knew they would not succeed, but would fall in battle. But nevertheless, it was worth it to them to be killed in the land of Israel and to be buried there and not in the desert. But providence came and denied them even this. came. Ah, so this was a suicide mission. And they never thought they were going to make it. And they weren't trying to defy God. On the contrary, they took God's devastating decree very seriously. They knew they had lost their chance to live in the land of Israel. They just thought maybe, at least, they could die there. Now, 
There's something in this tragic gesture that, after all the fear and disappointment of this whole drama, finally displays a great and beautiful love for the Promised Land. But perhaps it was a love more powerful than was ever required. God only wanted them to have faith in the goodness of the land as a place to live and thrive. Now the land has suddenly become so sacred that it's worth dying for. And that was never the point. So God stopped them from their desperate attempt to fling themselves across the border. Providence came and denied them even this. Because if the choice is between the fear of living and the courage to die, then this is really no choice at all. Because there's no real difference. The same kind of panic that kept them from wanting to go in the first place was now also motivating their sudden change of heart. They had made it clear now, twice, that they were dominated by fear. And so, they were not ready. These people who had just come out of Egypt, who had been traumatized by hundreds of years of slavery, were simply not yet mentally strong enough to become a fully developed nation. They had been liberated, but they were not yet truly free. And so their fate will be to wander and wander for 40 years in the desert. They will wander until they reach the real destination, a place of freedom inside themselves. And that place, unfortunately, is much, much further away. Best Book Ever was produced by Ben Cooley and edited by Vera Blossom, and our theme song is Pitrouli by Hillel Tigay. You can listen to more of his beautiful music on iTunes and Spotify. And while you're there, why not subscribe to Best Book Ever if you haven't already. If you're interested in supporting this podcast and our work, you can visit us at ecar.org and donate or Venmo us at ecarla. That's I-K-A-R-L-A. Thanks a lot and see you next week.